0: Welcome to the Tiara's Tears and Triumphs show, a safe place for women to heal and grow, where we discover our value, share our tears as we go through the hard times and rise up as we become empowered to meet our challenges head on. A quick question before we dive into today's show. Do you ever wish you had more confidence to stand up for yourself? And do you wish that you had the courage to face the things that you are scared of? Now, I'm not talking about putting your safety at risk to achieve this. I am talking about being proactive in addressing the challenges you are going through. I remember feeling so trapped by what was happening in my life when I was in an abusive relationship that fear overwhelmed me and the loss of self-confidence I felt did a great job of keeping me in a cycle of abuse until things got completely out of control. When I look back I wish that I had accessed every possible technique and strategy early on to help me become empowered and regain control over my life before things went from bad to worse. One of the things that stopped me from tapping into help and support was a real lack of money because of the financial abuse that was a big part of the relationship I was in. And I thought the type of support I needed would be too much for me to afford. And I was scared to spend money on meeting my needs because the bills, the groceries, the rent, etc. all came first. But there were times when I would spend money on things that were my escapes from the overwhelming issues I was dealing with. When I was at desperation point, I would sometimes turn to clairvoyance because I wanted some hope that things would get better in time. When I was feeling low, I would go and get my nails done or smoke too many cigarettes. Although these things seemed important at the time, Because they either gave me hope or gave me a lift for a short time or were just a damaging escape which I went to when I was stressed. But they did nothing to change anything in my life for the better. Maybe you can relate to this and you too wish you had the resources to help you become strong and empowered enough to get your life back on the right track. Maybe you are afraid that help and support is out of your reach. That's why I wanted to make things super easy for you. So I've put together a couple of free offers to help you get started. You can access both these offers easily by going to sandyj.com.au. The first is a free guide with five tips to gain confidence and courage to deal with the tough stuff. The second is a free 30 minute call with me to get some one-on-one support to talk about what changes might be possible to get you moving in the right direction towards a life that you love. I want you to have useful tips you can implement in your life today to help you get started on the road to recovering control over your life and your choices. I get that your trust is broken and you don't know where to turn. That's why you can have this chat with me to see if you feel okay about leaning on me and borrowing from my skills and experience. My aim is to help support you when you feel like it's time to explore something different, when you are ready to try something new to heal and grow. To get your free guide or to book your free call today, go to sandyj.com.au. To make it easy, I've put all the links in the episode notes for these free offers. Now, back to today's show. On today's episode, I am super delighted to have the wonderful fellow survivor of an abusive relationship, now coach Martha Mock on the podcast martha is a super confidence coach motivational speaker entrepreneur multi award-winning international makeup artist and hairstylist, and author of don't survive thrive she guides women who may have had similar experience as she did she draws from her own experience being in an abusive relationship being bullied at school since a young age and sexually molested by somebody she trusted. She helps women find themselves again by not letting their past hold them back. She currently coaches in the areas of life, business, self-worth and relationships. By using her knowledge and personal experiences, she can help others to improve their life situation and create happiness. With offering different strategies to unlock fears and barriers, she allows her clients to find the strength to face their challenges. As in many episodes on this podcast, the emphasis is on trying to provide you with a wide range of tips, tools and strategies to help you ultimately become empowered and regain control over your life. The focus in today's episode is on putting your energy into what you can do and resetting your mindset when you are feeling overwhelmed with what you are going through and all you can think about is all the things that you can't do. Martha is on the same mission as me, that no woman should suffer alone in silence. I love talking to people like Martha who speak positivity and hope into women's lives. We are both wholeheartedly dedicated to helping women like us avoid the pitfalls so many of us make in abusive relationships and to spot the red flags and focus on the can-dos and stop wasting time on the can'ts. I hope that you enjoy this talk with this remarkable woman and that this interview inspires you to rise and shine. Just before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to tell you about a little competition I am running at the moment to hopefully put a bit more sparkle in your day and help you feel special and valued. Every girl deserves a bit of sparkle power. So once a month, I am giving away a gorgeous tiara to one lucky listener. Here's what you need to do to go into the draw just write a review on your favorite podcast app paste it onto your facebook stories and tag me sandy johnston all the details for the competition And a picture of a few of the beautiful tiaras I will be giving away will be included in the episode notes. So check out the episode notes to help you get into the draw for this competition. Your reviews help other women find the podcast more easily, which means the absolute world to me. Okay, now back to today's episode. Just a caution if you feel unsafe at any time please stop listening you can come back anytime you are in a safe place to listen to the rest of the podcast your safety is the most important thing to consider
1: how are you today yeah very very good what about you very, very, uh, very, very busy, but amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good. It's good to be busy, isn't it? It is. It is. And and thank you for creating such a beautiful group.
2: Um, your tiara group is actually just amazing.
1: Thank you. Thank you. You've been a member of the group for quite some time now. Yes. And um, and we've been meaning to catch up and have a chat for ages now, too, because we're both on such a a similar path yes. as each other, aren't we? You know, we're yes. both um, on this path to try and help other women like us to mm. become empowered and regain control over their lives. So, Definitely. yeah, we've both been watching each other, haven't we, with the, our, our development with that. <laughs> it so is exactly. Yeah, and, I, you know, I'm curious to know, I know for me, um, what prompted me to start this um, this journey is um, I was writing a book about my experience with an abusive relationship, and um, I've always loved writing. So, and lots of people were encouraging me to write this book, and so I sat down and I did that, and um, almost got got it finished, and then I started on that path with exploring publishing and going oh my goodness there's a huge mountain that i've got to climb here yeah. i don't know you know if i'm going to be able to climb this mountain how am i going to connect with other women like me to you know like help them to learn from some of my experiences that i've been through and come out the other side and you know rebuilt my life from a point of brokenness and how am I going to actually connect with these women? You know, like, because when you're in an abusive relationship, you so often you're suffering alone in silence and, you know, and it's so hard to connect with people who you think understand what you're going through. And um, then it just dawned on me that I could do a podcast and, that I could create a safe space for women to put on their headphones and, you know, tune in and listen to episodes that are about what they're going through and have things in there, the content in there with tools that they can use to help them to get through the challenges that they're facing. So that was that was me and that was what started me on this path. And I've never done a podcast before, so that was a whole new learning curve for me too. And But that's what started me. And it was when I heard with COVID-19 what was happening with the rates of domestic abuse escalating that I thought, I can't just sit here and wait for my book to maybe be published. You know, I need to do something now to try and reach out to these women because things are getting worse and the rates of abuse within relationships is already so bad that you know like this issue just needs to be talked about and these women need to be helped and supported in what they're going through so I just didn't feel good about sitting in the comfort of my you know like my newfound stability with my life and just turning a blind eye to what was going on because you know it's one of those when you're in it you know it's one of those issues that there's so many gaps that women can fall through and when they fall through the gaps their life can be destroyed completely and you know and it's about trying to reach people and give them that hand up before they fall into one of those gaps where there's you know, they get to a point of, you know, it's just so hard to come back from. So, um, yeah, that's my motivation and that's enough about me. But, Martha, I'd love to hear about what you, you know, what motivated you to start on this journey.
2: Oh, I have been a woman in silence for over 30, 35 years. Um, I started out in school as someone that who's quite different who may be a bit more stronger, have a bit more confidence than the others. But in saying that, that's when you become a target at school. So from the age of seven, I was bullied at school to the point that no one in the school actually talked to me for three years. And that was my uh, primary school years and going into high school uh, and then moving into Australia as well, being someone that who doesn't speak any English and learning my path that way. Um, I have to change free high school within the first three years. It was wow. actually quite fun learning learning from like different different people, and then being called a cow when I'm eating too slow and uh, trying to be polite and little things like that 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 can actually affect. Uh, the confidence in you and and who you are. So I started working since the age of 13. So I have five days of school and then two days working in petty market selling pictures. So I was uh, like a, like a a farm market um, that we actually sell uh, pictures in there. And that uh, sort of explore my area in arts and colors and, and all of that and I love my job and I love working hard and, I, and and from working at a very young age, it helps me to build up my independence and also my confidence. So on the outside no one actually know what happened to me. Um, when I was age 20, I because I work on multiple jobs even uh, like, uh, after high school I went in to do Asia Pacific marketing uh a diploma of asian pacific marketing in school and then after that i went and actually go back into uh retail so i was working in airport for two jobs like starting at 5 a.m in the morning to 11 p.m at night and i'm used to hard working so at the age of 20 i was able to take three months off on a holiday without work or anything and just go and have some fun of my life and uh and at that time i went to hong kong and actually met my first husband and and uh, I s- choose three months later, we were married and, and I thought that I was uh, in love. Our first three months of my life was fantastic, I felt, because in my whole life, I always crave for love. He's my first boyfriend that I ever been with. And I, I thought that I find uh, everything that I wanted. He was put very protective and to the point that if someone give me a look and he will Uh, push tables and and chairs around to try to hit him or anything like that. When you are 21, you have someone like that, you thought they're being protected. You thought that you find someone for the first time in your life that someone will protect you. Because when you crave for love and attention, uh, you just want someone to be there and you can look up to. And I thought that I found the perfect guy to marry when I was only 21. To my knowledge, I didn't actually know that I actually married a narcissist who was controlling, who would call me names, who would uh, constantly be out of work. So I went through a poverty stage as well, where I was living on overnight bread for a month. Or there were nights that I couldn't, we could not have any money to actually buy food um, mm. that uh, some of our friends have to come and actually buy us food just for us to actually survive. So I've been through that stage as well. And after three years in Hong Kong, I moved back into Australia and started a job at uh, Optus as a buyer. And so like having the advantage of coming over to overseas for um, a, as someone that who can speak or, or write English a little bit better than the average Hong Kong people at that time, um, it helps me to find a job very easily. I was a supervisor of marketing since I was age 21. So I've been there done that work extremely crazy hours 9 a.m to 11 p.m at night and I was fine because I was used to working hard and when I come back to Australia the anxiety and the depression of my marriage and also the work sets in I remember one day I was in North Sydney going to work my knees were shaking
0: Mm.
2: all of a sudden I lost all my appetite of even drinking a sip of water Mm. And I know at that time, something was wrong with me. So I went to the doctors and actually get diagnosed with anxiety and depression. They put me on medication, but I have side effect with it. My teeth starting to grind and I feel even worse than I am. I will constantly cry at home with four walls because my husband then would be nowhere to be seen. I was already living my, with my family at that time. So, um it was a tough situation until I find my calling in makeup. I love doing arts from a young age. I was actually very good when I was in high school. I won the first prize at a free unit art competition. So it's like, okay, let me try and do hair hey, makeup at that time. And I didn't know that I was so gifted in the area because Constantly being told that you're not good enough in things, you will actually find yourself, you don't have the confidence. In work, I always feel like that I'm proud of myself because all the achievement that I have in that. But inside me, I was weak. I have this persona or mask outside that people think that I'm confident but inside I wasn't. I was different and I feel scared of being different. I have fear of rejection and fear of being actually looked down on or not feeling important in our life. So after that, I um, started my makeup career. Very blessed that within the first year of joining the makeup industry, I won a first prize at a makeup competition. And that's where my career actually started. Being the first Asian makeup artist, winning this um, Beauty Expo competition, it got me, my career, into another step. So within, I think, three or five years, I become the top 15 hair makeup artists in New South Wales. And then after that, as was top 10 in Australia. So my makeup career has always been amazing. Everyone knows me as the very loud, very happy, always smiling, <laughs> Martha, that like, you know, have give a lot of people inspiration and all of that. I did not mention my husband a lot at that time. A lot of people actually said, so where's your fake husband that you keep calling yourself? You got a husband. You will not find Facebook uh, that ha- has his photo because I was scared to show him off. Even my own parent, I did not admit to them. That I was married. Wow. I was so young that I thought, you know what? Marriage is just a piece of paper. If I don't <laughs> like him, I could just move away. I was so wrong. That responsibility of being someone's wife. That responsibility of helping your partner. I know that I'm a good person. But that can be easily taken advantage of. So he didn't have to work most of his life because I was quite successful in what I'm doing. But I also noticed the more successful I was, the more depressed and the more violent he become. Mm-hmm. So beside the mental um, abuse of being told constantly you're not good enough, I can't wear things that is even more showing the curve of my body. I'm a big girl. I got boobs, okay? <laughs> and, and I'm not allowed to show that, not allowed to be uh, proud of myself. I have to cover up all the time like there's no tomorrow. And then one day you're just like, no, I just want to stop. And that wake-up call did not come until 19 years later. Not until the day he told me, you're I asked him why he treating me like this. I always give him the best. Why is he treating me like that? And he said to me, because you're worthless. You're not worth even the dirt on the ground. You're absolutely worthless to me. And that moment woke me up. And I'm like, okay, I pay for absolutely everything I want in the house. You live on me, you drink on me, you live with me like housemate for four years, did not sleep together, housemate for four years. He was used to sleep on, a, on the couch. So I'm like, at my 40th year birthday, I asked myself, I only want to live 60 years old because I was so unhappy with my life. Wow. I feel like that I achieved it a lot in my life already. I'm successful. Mm-hmm. I'm happy. My families are amazing. I don't have kids because I know he's not the type of person that will be a good father. So I choose not to have kids. And then after that, I'm like 40, I've only got 20 years left in my life. So what do I want? I just want to be happy. Mm-hmm. So the, and then one night he asked, he told me again, after my birthday, he told me again that you're worthless. And I said to myself on my birthday, when I was making the wish, I said, if anyone told me that I'm worthless again, he will be he or she will be no longer in my life because he did not see or value how amazing I am. So like, nah, that's it. I said, no, you can go. No problem. You can go. And when we separated, he took everything from me, from money. Uh, I gave him my car as well. I know that he doesn't have money. So I got a spare car, gave him my car, bought another car myself. So when I moved out of the house, I was completely broke. I was literally got about $96 in my bank account. Mm. And even that, at one stage, I was having like, you know, 10 Louis Vuitton handbag, limited edition, everything that you can name off. Someone broke into our house and took everything away from us. So we were down to zero again. And then I got back myself up again. And when I left him, I was down to nothing again. So thank you to my friends that who were helping me, who find me a new place to live, uh, who didn't ask me for a bond, uh, who said that like, you know what, Martha, if you really can't do it, I can actually support you for a month or two. It's okay as long as you're safe. So that was amazing in that sense. No, right um Yeah, like having friends' support is so important Mm -hmm. and not a lot of people knows about my situation. There's Mm -hmm. probably about maximum five people actually know what's happening with me, not even my own parent knows. So not until, and then I went on this journey of uh, searching myself, self-development, going into dating as well for the first time in 20 years. Dating, like that was amazing, amazing experience. I actually want to be a dating coach before I become a confident coach. It was actually funny, <laughs> how I, actually my journey in there. And the last uh, few months I decided, you know what, I'm going to use, after, mainly it was because of after COVID. Before covid i was so busy with my life with being a makeup artist i have a team of 20 uh, freelance artists working under my brand name so i want multiple business having multiple source of income to actually bring it in but when covid hits everything went to a close dried so up yeah wake me up and say, okay, what can I do in my life that I can help others as well? Because I love helping other people. I love doing that. But I was too scared to be too vulnerable about telling people who I am and what happened to me before. Like a lot of women out there that we were scared of judgment. We are fearful of what others will think of us, how ashamed they will feel about us, about what we went through. And I'm like, no more, no more. I want to have my voice out now. It's yeah. enough of me for staying in silence. So I have this mission that I made it up the first day I enter the life coaching business. I'll say my mission is: no woman should suffer in silence.
1: That's correct. Yeah,
2: that's my missions in life, and I've been doing this for a little while now. I've been very, very lucky to uh, achieve quite fast. Uh, quite hi into my thing i've been uh interviewed by amazing people like yourself and i've been into summit as well um i spoke at the uh, women's health week as well for other different company i've been just invited to be a lunch at their company um thing as well as a speaker so that's actually an amazing result that i got in the last few months where no one knows who i am no one have heard of my story. And I got, like you were talking about your book, I got my first book um, being actually organized by a publisher and I'm on to my second book now. So think about a woman that, who thinks that she's not good enough, who thinks that she is not worth it. She doesn't deserve this. She has no confidence. Even the whole world thinks that her mask is very confident and very happy. Mm-hmm. To someone that who, uh, actually, I always say that I have no English, no written English and no grammar. I'm on to my second book. So do not tell me that you can't do something. Just tell me, are you ready to make that little bit of leap, little bit of bravery to change your life to something different? Because if we don't change and stuck in there, I was stuck for 19 years Mm -hmm. before I have the bravery, that little bit of bravery to step out of my comfort zone, to change my life for the better. Mm. And now I'm living in in an amazing house with my new uh, ideal partner. He's amazing. And and having a really beautiful life together. And that's something that I always crave in my life, but I don't know how to get it. And I remember there was one word that I hate hearing. Can you guess what it is?
1: (laughs) Tell me. (laughs)
2: have more self-love when you love yourself more that's when love will come and you know what i would say i love myself so much that i'm willing to leave i'm willing to take a leave what are you going to tell me about self-love i didn't understand the real meaning of self-love of not needing validation from outside source anymore I don't need validation from anyone to tell me I'm good enough. I don't need the validation from other people in the world thinking that, oh, is she successful? Is she good enough? Is she important? Is she beautiful enough? I don't need that anymore. I can tell myself straight into the mirror and tell myself five sentences that I love telling myself every day. I'm important. I matter. I'm enough. I'm gorgeous and I deserve this. Yeah. So with this very powerful five sentence, I am allowing myself to absorb what happened around me and be brave enough to have a voice again.
1: It's really important, isn't it? To have those kinds of that kind of self talk to replace the negative self talk that goes on. And I, you know, um, A lot of women, when they're in abusive relationships, there's a lot of conflicting emotions going on which keep them very confused about, you know, about their value and their self-worth. And um, for me as well, Martha, that's something that I really focus on talking to women about is about... Strengthening your self worth. It's a funny thing. We're very vulnerable creatures, us humans. And um, on one hand, it could take 20 compliments to us for us to begin to acknowledge that our value. You know, when we're being validated by somebody else, and somebody else is telling us that we're extraordinary in some way, and It can take on the other, the the flip side of that, it can take one unkind comment to bring us crashing down to that feeling of worthlessness. And um, it's a really strange phenomenon that we all have to grapple with in life. And that's why, you know, strategies like that one that you just suggested with the five points that you've used every morning is so important because we need to actually practice these things daily because every day we don't know what we're coming up against and there's all this uncertainty going on around us that we need to have that strength in ourselves, that knowing that we are okay, that we are special, that we are deserving, that we deserve happiness, that we deserve to experience some peace and some stability and you know all of those things that are really valuable to having a good life and a productive life these are things that we need to tell ourselves that we deserve because the flip side of that is that we can leave ourselves vulnerable to people taking advantage of us and that's what happens in narcissistic relationships is that that person will just walk all over us. And because we are such a a giving person, you know, we allow that to happen because we are unable to put some safe boundaries around ourselves to say that's not the way that I deserve to be treated. And um, there's a lot of, misconceptions i think that women face when you know you were talking early on with when you went into your relationship how you were craving that love and that protection and that that sense of protection when he was displaying this sort of jealous you know narcissistic behavior early on and i made very similar mistakes too where I saw those kinds of jealous traits in my ex as being normal you know but it's anything but normal but we just have this false sense that that indicates that they care about us so much that they don't want anyone else doing anything that's going to I don't know, take advantage of us, yet they're the ones who, who are, you know. Yeah. I remember some very horrible times with that, that kind of jealousy, but I won't go into talking about specifics except to say that we understand how other women feel um, when they're going through these things. I, and I, When we talked about you and I coming together and talking and having this conversation with each other, one of the things that we talked about is having a focus where we were going to talk about, yeah, we are going to talk about the topic of the power of focus. So Mm -hmm. when you were talking about your five points, that's the power of focus and putting your energy and your thoughts into that area of focus because we can either let these negative thoughts come into our minds and they start running amuck, you know and they create so much havoc for us if we don't counteract them with positive thoughts which have to be intentional thoughts for those to take hold and get those negative thoughts out of our heads so that we can Start making choices based on you know those positive expectations that we have for ourselves and what we deserve in life. So, um, I've got a couple of questions that I wanted to um, to you know just run by you. So how do you redirect your thoughts away from what you can't do to thinking about what you can do and finding the courage to do them? I will tell
2: myself, uh, is that something that I can control or if that's something that is out of my control? So if there's something that is out of my control, for example, what other people are seeing in me, then I will say to myself, control on what i can control which is my way of thinking if i do not give meaning to something it does not have any meaning
1: yeah absolutely i agree 100 and that's what i do too is i like to focus on what i can do Mm -hmm. and but identify what is what i can't do identify what is out of my control and acknowledge that and just say, well, I have to put that to one side. I can't put all of my energy into trying to change that thing that is out of my control. It's better for me to put my energy into those things that I can control. And it's it's amazing, isn't it? When you just um, realize that if you just take some positive action in the right direction, that it can take you on a completely different path. Mm. And we you know often I remember what it was like when I was in court in that cycle of abuse and yeah. and I couldn't for the life of me think of what I wanted all I could think about was what I didn't want. It was, you know, because those things were the things that I was grappling with on a daily basis. And so that didn't allow me space in my mind to start envisaging what it was that I actually wanted for my life. And I I think that is, you know, that's a really difficult point for women to actually find that space where they can, start thinking in a positive direction and in a positive way. But, you know, strategies like the five, you know, five things that you said are really, really, you know, like that's that's a start. And just making a start, it will take you on a different path to the one that you're already on. It'll take you on a better path. So don't think that just those little things aren't going to make any difference to the big picture of the challenges that you're facing because they can. It's incremental. It's time. It it happens over time, doesn't it, Martha? Mm -hmm. It's not, you know, like it's not necessarily like this, you know, overnight change that, that happens. You know, it's often something, these inner changes that go on within us, they take time to, it's like planting a seed isn't it, where you just, you know, put a seed into the ground and that seed isn't going to be a massive tree overnight. It's going to take time for that seedling to grow and, you know, and develop it before it becomes the big, strong tree. So it's Agreed. the same with us, but we've got to keep, you know, we've got to keep watering the seed. We've got to keep getting sunlight onto the seed for that seed to begin to grow. So that's what we have to do. We have to keep nurturing ourselves and nurturing that seed within us so that it can grow and develop. Like just don't think that you can just say those five things one day and then, you know, overnight everything's going to change. You'll need to keep saying those things to yourself over and over and over again and that's all an act of self-love. I've got a few um, ideas. that I thought might be helpful. Um, Just look at what you've got around you to inspire you. Um, You know, what gives you hope? Look at the things that give you hope. Uh, What makes you feel positive? Think about those things. Do you like affirmations like what you've said? You know, affirmations can be really powerful. Do you like guided meditations? Guided meditations can be great at reinforcing you know, that our subconscious minds are really so much more powerful than our conscious minds. And if we keep nourishing, you know, our subconscious minds with guided meditations which speak that positivity and that love and that self-care into our lives, then that can also really help to change our our neuro pathways and our ways of thinking and help us to be open to be more optimistic and scope the possibility of something something better than what we're going through, you know, mm-hmm. at that time. Because I don't know if you felt like this, Martha, but I certainly felt like things, I didn't think things were ever going to get any better and I didn't know how to change them and I yeah. didn't know how to break free. You know, yeah. I felt like it, I felt like I was trapped. I felt like this was my lot in life, and I had absolutely no idea how to change that. And that's
0: for a very good
1: reason because the other person is controlling you, and you know they've they've taken away your power, and so that leaves you feeling helpless and hopeless and not knowing where to turn or what to do. And um, it has to start with these small steps with doing things where we're nourishing ourselves. It has to do with things like reaching out for support. You know, like we can't, can't be expected to go through these things on our own. And we do so much better, don't we, Martha, when we reach out for support because it it helps to empower us. When we've got somebody positive like you and I, you know, and somebody comes to us and, we, you know, is saying this is all so hard and we say, no, we've been there, we know, but we know you can get through this. And when you've got somebody else, you know, batting for you and saying, you can do this, we've got, you know, like we're right behind you, we're going to help you, you know, to find the right support that you need, so that you can take these challenging steps. We're not saying any of it's easy, you know, but you can do it and you can do it easier when you've got the right support. Would you agree? Absolutely.
2: Definitely Um, a lot. I actually was talking to a student just then Uh, she said, Oh, I don't understand. Like, you know, does people like, like me always look for a coach. And I'm like, the reason that people look for a coach or look for a mentor is because when you copy someone else who has been there, done that and have achieved success, your weight of success is a lot higher than you doing it alone and running around in circles. Mm -hmm. Um, Willpower is actually short-lived. When someone can be your buddy, which is your coach or mentor, can support you when you're feeling low, can actually lift you up and tell you, you know what, you know all of this, you have understanding, but it's now time to action. So when you have that support on you, that's when you can go further and work harder and push it one more. Just like doing exercise, you have a coach and it's like, okay, put that push up, keep going, keep going. And that will just help you to get that willpower, that little bit of bravery to go and start doing something different. Like I hear a lot of people love to hear all the self-development self, uh, and the self laughing. The thing is you understand it but you don't do it. You don't take action, nothing will actually happen. So when you understand something, action, it doesn't matter if we make a mistake, it's okay to make a mistake. And if you can find someone who's been there, done that like us, we'll be able to guide them in the correct path so they get less mistake, less heartache, and easier for them to recover and be themselves again we all have answers within ourselves. As a coach, as a guy, we are there to help them to realize what they have inside. Yeah. And during the time that they can't see what they have inside, feel free to use our strength as their coach, as their guide, to actually use our strength, our knowledge to lift them up so they can be on their two feet again. And yeah. that's the purpose of us, of being yeah. a coach and a guy.
1: Yeah, and I mean that's that is what gives us purpose when we can do that for somebody else, when we can, you know, be there to help them to rise up to their true value. So yeah, it's, it it is it's an amazing privilege to do that. Um, having been through those things ourselves and um, knowing that you know we can be that kind of support to somebody else to help them to get back on their feet again. Yeah. yeah. It's like, like, right you know, direction.
2: we as a coach, we don't have judgment. The people yeah. that who actually says yeah. that there's judgment is the one that who has the judgmental issues.
1: That's so a real. All, yeah. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt you. I was going to say that's a very good point because, you know, you talked about this a little bit earlier and um, you know, we often feel so embarrassed to mm. be admitting to somebody else that this is what our life looks like, you know, that our life is misery <laughs> mm-hmm. and and we're stressed out, anxious messes. And, you know, when, you know, I know you see yourself and I see myself as being a strong woman, you know, a strong, capable woman. How the heck are we, you know, did we get in that uh, situation to uh, you know be in such a mess with our relationship and to it's so hard to acknowledge that and to um, admit that to anybody because we see that as some kind of failure on our part that we've gotten ourselves into the situation but this is just part of the cycle of abuse and you know and it's about taking the stigma away from that and letting women know don't be ashamed don't be embarrassed you know like if you need help it's a strength to ask for help it takes you know yes. like it's takes- not courage but use your courage for doing some good for yourself to help you to get moving in the right direction again you know like don't be embarrassed to talk about the things that have happened to you and you know we're not I know I'm not there to unpack, you know, all the emotional pain that they you know, that they're going through. I'm here to help get them moving, as you say, like you are with taking active steps in the right direction. So, yeah, so there's, they need, like we needed all sorts of support and I reached out for all sorts of support. I reached out to the police, I reached out to the court, I received, you know, counseling, I receive ongoing counseling that's part of my healing journey and you know um, it's something that is just so important to get those sorts of support I got support from family violence services you know that my list is long I've re- reached out like you I I was in a position where I had to reach out to charitable organizations for things like food relief and yep. You just kind of, like, let you have humility, you leave it behind and you just say, I've just got to humble myself now and just ask for some support. Yep. Never mind what people are going to think of, of me, mm-hmm. you know. And you and I are certainly not the type of people who are going to think badly of them for anything that they've been through. We just want them to be okay and, you know, and safe and go towards a life where they have that assurance that they're safe and they feel safe and they can get their life back on a good track again Mm. that's um that's you know all all we're there to do isn't it yeah It's, Um, it's all about understanding
2: as well what the it's hard i understand for some people because they've been disappointed in their life so much that they've been judged so many times, but understand that me and you are come from a place that who also been judged, who has done all of this already. There's really no judgment from us whatsoever. And when we don't put a meaning to things, things would not be able to hurt us anymore. We yeah. just have to remember that we are stronger than what everyone else thinks we are. Uh, yeah,
1: that's something that I talk about quite a bit, and it's that we have courage and, um, and a lot of women don't recognize that they are strong and that they actually have courage when they're in that abusive relationship. It's not until they get out that they credit themselves with having courage, but they actually had the courage all the way through And it's just about redirecting that courage to helping you to claim your right to feel safe. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So now I have a few other questions I'd like to ask because I know we're running out of time. But what's one thing you would have done differently when you were feeling alone in what you were going through?
2: I think that I would probably, if I have the chance to go back to the future, I would definitely uh, probably reach out more and speak to more people about the experience because I do not, I realize now that I don't have to suffer alone, that there's a a lot of people like what you just mentioned before, there's a lot of people who are willing to help. We just need to put that embarrassment that we think that we put on our shelf and say, oh, Lord, this is too embarrassed. This is like people will judge me. People will think that I'm such a, a dirt and a shame, just like what I've been told every single day. If you have that mentality, that's what's stopping you from moving forward. So if I have that chance of going back into future and actually be doing everything again, the first thing is I will actually reach out to what more, a lot more people. Yeah,
1: agreed, 100%. I yeah, I do, I do exactly the same thing too, Martha. Absolutely. So I wouldn't have waited so long to to reach out for help. Um. Okay. So, what advice would you give someone who, who was struggling with questioning their ability to be courageous? Okay. Um. I
2: tell yourself. I give myself the permission to speak up. I give myself the permission to ask for help. And as a matter of fact, I am giving every uh, listener of you the chance to connect with me on my course, absolutely no cost with them, of having a one-on-one session with me. I'll send you the details later, um, Sandy, so you can actually give it to your listeners as well.
1: Thank you. I'll I'll include, yeah. Great, yeah, I'll include the links in the episode notes too. So I was going to ask you to, where can um, the listeners connect with you online? Yeah, I will offer them, every
2: single listener here, a session, one-on-one session with me so they can have a little bit of a bravery to speak out on what they need because no one can help them without they first saying that, yes, I need help. So I'm here to help any of you that who need that help. And all I want from you is that if there's a chance for you to help another person, go and help them. That is all I want from all of you. There's no money involved whatsoever. This is a free session for you guys. It's just to help you guys. And please pay it forward to another person. Because when I was in poverty, when I was really, really sad, if I didn't have the kindness of people who come and help me i will never be where i am right now so share this kindness around to another person that may need your help later that's the purpose of what we're here today
1: yeah fantastic that's wonderful And um, and the final question because this podcast is called tiara's tears and Triumphs, what does this title mean to you as a woman
2: I feel like that no matter how many tears that we have before, it doesn't matter as long as that we're willing to put our tiaras on and shine from within.
1: Wonderful. That's fantastic. Thank you so much, Martha Mock. You are an absolute legend. I've loved talking to you. And Thank you, Sandy.
2: Um, it has been a great pleasure.
1: Yeah, I look forward to many more conversations with you. Thank you so much.
0: We all go through dark times. When we do, we often feel alone. This is a safe space for you to come and look for some light. I'm a survivor of an abusive relationship and for a long time I had no voice because I was too scared to speak up and speak out about what was happening to me. to help you find your way out of the darkness. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. A note of encouragement. If you are struggling with your mental health, please reach out for support with some form of counselling. If you don't know where to start to find a counsellor, a good place to start is to talk with your doctor. There are also many online counselling supports available. And a word of advice, if the counsellor is not a good fit for you, try another. And if you need to, try another until you have one that is the right fit for you. Tune in again for the Tiara's Tears and Triumphs podcast, helping women who have been hurt acknowledges life's challenges and explores ways to meet these challenges head on to go from surviving to rising to striving and finally to thriving. The show includes interviews with other survivors who have come out the other side who share their stories and insights as well as interviews with therapists and people working in support roles. I am a survivor and I use my experience and skills to help other women like me. Please listen and be uplifted to rise in this safe space where dignity, kindness and compassion are treasured. And don't forget, if you need some support, I am here for you. I don't want any woman to suffer alone in silence. I don't want any woman to feel oppressed and feel that there is no way out. I want you to know that you can turn a corner. I am a life change facilitator. I help women regain control over their lives. You can find me at sandyj.com.au Hey now. Can you just pause a moment before you go? Because I need you to share your light and leave a review. Can you just take a quick minute to leave a review in iTunes to let other women know this is a show they can trust? It would mean the world to me if you could help shine a light for someone who can't see the light at the end of their tunnel. I need you to do this for someone else who needs some support and encouragement. If you like this show, please subscribe and you will automatically be updated with future episodes when they are released. And please share this podcast with anyone you know who it might help. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Sending you lots of love and light and above all else, wishing you well. You are brilliant. Keep shining. Stay safe, Sandy.